This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. That's the number to call to get on the air, to talk to us, to let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what's important to you. Because, hey, we're going to bring in a couple topics. We're going to kick them around. Maybe you'll find them interesting. Maybe you won't. If you don't, Maybe you just hate topics. (laughs) Maybe maybe you're a topic phone. You want to beat them up. (laughs) Right. Get these damn topics out of my face. Um, But we like to talk about stuff. And by we, I mean myself, Chris. And Ian. And nobody. And we're going to start things off by talking about everyone's favorite socialist country, Venezuela. Well, I, I... don't know if it's anyone's favorite socialist country, but they are a mm. shining example of what you can expect under socialist control. I think they have they pretty much, I mean, going back for decades now, they have gone to the playbook and they have mm-hmm. implemented fabulously socialist programs the latest uh the last couple years it's really been about their economic choices and they 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 seem to love inflation the government does because it keeps them rolling in bank um unfortunately it devastates the rest of the country (laughs) well i mean is it really that great to be rolling in bank when the you know the money that you're rolling in can't buy a loaf of bread without wheelbarrows full of it basically oh you're you're talking Ooh. about the people of venezuela no, i'm talking about people the, the even the people that are in charge i mean that's sure. my question here i understand they're living large compared to the rest of venezuela but is it really that great it, to be where they are there must come a point where mm. you know we can only add so many zeros to this dollar you know or this this uh maduro for, or this, what is it? The, it's called the Boulevard. The Boulevard. Uh, so many but times. But they should rename it to the Maduro. Why not? Right. They should make it. They in. should call it the Chavez. The Chavez. <laughs> the Chav. Yeah. The Ch- and, <laughs> you know, I guess the answer to that is like the richest woman in Venezuela is Hugo Chavez's daughter. Except she doesn't actually live in Venezuela. She lives in Europe and spends Venezuelan money. Um, and not in who, Europe, she doesn't. Who well, takes it? Basically, it gets converted to euros, and that's what she lives off. They, she basically loot, or they basically looted the country, sure, uh, for her. So she doesn't have any problem with the inflation because she doesn't have to spend her money in Chavez's. Right. She can, or or boulevards, boulevards or pesos, right. or whatever. She's spending euros. I right. mean, surely there are still. Some- some luxury shops and goods available in Venezuela, but it could not possibly be as many as it once was. There could not be as much. Uh, there's not as much wealth available to those people there now. So, if you, even though you're riding high on the hog, you're still nowhere near as as well off as wealthy people in other places. I would think. Do you think that Maduro holds bolivars? Do you think he is stockpiling? Venezuelan rapidly deflating. No way. He's rolling in Petros, my man. Petros. (laughs) Petros. Or, here's a thought, maybe he's just getting somebody to convert it for him into some other currency if they can find a market. What lunatic would want to take Bolivar from anyone? 
Oh. Well, I mean, that's uh, the reason why in the black market, you've got to give a ton more Bolivar, right, to get a U.S. dollar. Okay. Because they don't want them. Right. Of course not. But do you think if you have the power of the printing press behind you, you couldn't come up with enough to make yourself fabulously wealthy by yeah. cash? Yeah. You can do that. And I think so. And that that is what happens, kids, when you have a socialist system where the where the government controls all aspects of the money, they don't have to keep their money in that in that particular currency, in this case the Venezuelan Bolivar. They'll convert it over to something that holds its value. That should be your your truest example of why this doesn't work. When the go- only people close to the government, close to the top of the government, can thrive, can well, more to the point, can can buy a loaf of bread, you know, and and everybody else is struggling. Just so you know, the uh, always love to check the black market rate of the Bolivar. Whenever we do these conversations, because we talk about Venezuela every few weeks sure. uh, here on Free Talk Live, and it's been about a year and a half now. It was October, excuse me, it was August of 2018 when they uh, when they brought about this new boulevard, the Sovereign Boulevard, the Boulevard Soberano, replacing the Boulevard Fuerte, which had previously replaced the boulevards. They're on the third iteration okay. in uh, about two decades of this thing. And uh, that when they when they brought about the Boulevard Soberano, they knocked five zeros off of the Boulevard Fuerte. Uh, and when they when they did that at the website dollartoday.com, we checked when this was going down. We said, all right, well, what? Let's mark this moment in time. What is the black market exchange rate? Because that's the okay. real one. Yep. There's the BS one that the government comes up with, of course. And then there's the real one, dollartoday.com. Back in uh, August or late August of 2018, it was about 72 uh, Bolivar Soberano to one U.S. dollar. Today, about 18 months later, okay, it is 78,753 Bolivar Soberano to one U.S. dollar, up 1,000 times. Wow. <laughs> and that means... That's a lot of dollar. <laughs> right. Now... Everyday items now how, still have a cost. How oh, yeah. is this website spelled? Is it spelled D O L O R today? Close. D O L A R. Dollar. Oh, okay. So uh, I was wondering because D O L O R is Spanish for pain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So just to give you some idea of how bad it really is out there. It's so. Bad. Yeah, so when this kind of things ha- thing happens, people tend to go to the government and go, "Oh my god, we're we're experiencing 1000% inflation over a certain period of time. That means every time I go to the market, it takes more and more money and I don't have any more money cuz wages aren't keeping up. So, fix it, government. So, Venezuela, Maduro is trying to fix it. So he, <laughs> no, he's not. So yes, he is. He wants. All he to. needs is a bullet in a brain pan. <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming to us from QZ dot com. I love the photo, by the way, with Maduro stacking bars of, of gold. gold. Yeah, uh, at some conference, he's got a microphone in front of him. Nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, like, he actually got in trouble for eating empanadas <laughs> right, on, on television while everybody was starving. That right. was uh, that's what this reminds me of here. Yeah, 
Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro ordered the 11th minimum wage hike in 24 months yesterday, boosting the basic salary by 67%. Woo, we're rich! Yay! Which, uh, it comes to basically to 250,000 bolivars an hour. How about that? No, it's basic salary. I'm excuse me. 250,000 bolivars. So... Oh, hold on. Are you sure that's an hour or is that per month? The basic salary. So I'm guessing it's probably a month to 250,000 bolivars. So you work a year. I mean, you're a million. Three million a year. That's that's pretty cool. Except uh, 250,000 bolivars equals $3.61 U.S. plus a $200,000 quote, food bonus, unquote, as the country struggles to deal with hyperinflation. So so there you go. I mean, you're even getting a bonus just for for working minimum wage. Wow. So uh, maybe they can throw some other great words You can in. almost afford food. You could almost do that. <laughs> well, that will become less and less of a problem because there will be less and less living people in venezuela they will die uh, people will die and that's what socialism brings now, it's not just bad you know saying oh my, my dollar doesn't stretch as far as it used to these people are going we've got kids to feed and we're likely going to lose a couple in the next month i, well, I can't always even remember imagine. what joe stalin used to say he'd say kids dark humor is like food not everybody gets it this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. Or head on over to discord.lrn.fm. Load up the Discord app. You got to have that. You got to load some software first. But you can use your high-speed internet connection, your computer's microphone, or your cell phone's microphone, You can contact us that way, and you will sound really good. You'll sound like you are in the studio with us. In the studio tonight is Chris. And I'm Ian. And I'm nobody. And we are talking about bad economic policies. And no, we're not talking about the United States. We could do a whole show on that. Uh, We're talking about Venezuela, which has inflated their currency so ridiculously over so many years. Um we just did a look at a known date, which was about 18 months ago compared to today, and it's been over a thousand percent inflation. No, a thousand times. A thousand times. That doesn't figure out to be a percentage. Uh, that was, figure. It's a hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, for those of you in the United States, I mean, we've been seeing two and a half to three and a half percent. That's what inflation. the government says. That's what yeah. the government says. And that's, they don't factor in everything that probably should be factored in. Well, I mean, who really uses uh, petroleum products? Yeah, there's other things too, right? Like, yeah. They don't include. Yeah. And housing. Right. Uh, yeah, those are two things that don't include. Yeah. So the inflation um, statistics put out by the U.S. government are really... Crap. Yeah. Well, they're they're bogus. Um, they're They're really... 
they're not inclusive enough for them to publish a number. And I think their excuse really is, is, well, there are regional variations. Of course, us in the Northeast, we broadcast from New Hampshire. Yeah, we have higher heating oil costs, for example, than somebody in Florida. So the government says, well, we'll just disregard that and consider all everything else equal. And you can't do that. Um, inflation numbers, yeah, if you wanted to be real, you would do it at least regionally, statewide, or something like that, and not exclude anything. Well, and and uh, and years ago in Venezuela, they stopped pub- publishing the uh, the official numbers, right? Of the, what do they call it? M one, I think, or something like that. Be the base the, um, the supply of, of money. M one, yeah. M two. There's a whole collection M3, of them. Yeah. Uh, M two includes checking deposits. Yeah, so I think M one's cash, right? Or yeah, M one is or something cash and a couple other things, but it's the smallest. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so they stopped doing that, and that was years ago now. I think like probably four or five years ago, and that was right around the time when things really started to get bad because it's been uh, – the last time we talked about this was a couple weeks ago. I believe the story we were reading at the time said they've had 20, 21 or 22 straight quarters of economic decline uh, in Venezuela. So it's wow. been over five years of just consistent, uh, constant economic doldrums and depression and just awful – Yeah, and in face of that, the Maduro government has just been slowly increasing, well, 11 times, 11 times in the past 24 months, they have hiked the minimum wage. Now, Venezuela has what is called the, what we refer to as a minimum wage. Everybody in the country uh, gets the basic salary. The basic salary, which used to be a hundred thousand bolivars per uh, twice a month, uh, it is now raised to two hundred fifty thousand bolivars twice a month. So now, is that like an MGI where you get that whether you work or not? I think so. Mm. And I haven't. I just briefly. I don't know about that. I just well, uh, um, you or. What the heck does uh, Yang want to do? What does he want to give UBI. me? UBI. Uh, yeah, Universal, Universal Basic, basic income. income. Everybody gets. Um, I think they refer to it as a worker. I just had a little bit of time to look into it. But they said it is paid twice a month. Hmm. So, you know, think about that. I mean, it's not like you're 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 making 250,000 bolivars, which means you're making $3.61 every two months in u.s dollars and that's not a lot because a lot of the products are going to be purchased they have to be purchased or you're gonna have to pay an awful lot for them to be imported i guess that's what i'm trying to picture how do how do things get imported when no one wants your currency uh here's an interesting flashback it is as we're doing this show, what, the uh, 16th of January, I think? Yes. Uh, headline from January 14th, 2019. Okay. Venezuela's Maduro hikes minimum wage 300%. So he's he's getting all skin flint here. This is what, only 67? <laughs> 67%. Uh, per- percent. He hiked the minimum wage 300% to 18,000 bolivars per month at that time. Per month, 18,000 which uh, they said at the time was worth about $6.70. So even though it's now 250000 twice a month or 500000 per month, it's actually worth less than it was a year ago at uh, 18000 Well, Maduro month. hasn't raised uh, the minimum wage in a while. And in, in a while, I mean since October. 
when Maduro last raised the wage to 150,000 bolivars in October, a month of work could buy about four kilograms or nine pounds of beef. But the new hike can't even buy one kilogram wow. due to inflation's effect on consumer prices. So, uh, to anybody who's paying attention, I mean, this is this is just pathetic. And I feel I mean, bad because I I look at these needs things to shoot him. You're right. I mean, good God. I mean, I sort of joke about this stuff, and I but there's real people down there. Their real yeah. lives being devastated by this. And real lives being lost. People are dying. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get uh, scolded about driving my car by a Scandinavian high school student. Uh, this bothers How dare me much you? Too. Exactly. How dare I? Um, according to that, that was according to Bloomberg. Uh, the, the new hike can't even buy a, a kilogram of beef. A month of work on U.S. minimum wage equates uh well no a month of work on the u.s minimum wage of seven dollars and 25 cents per hour would buy 137 kilograms of ground beef we're not advocating even the u.s's minimum wage we don't advocate any minimum wage at a minimum wage of eight pounds 21 uh pence per hour workers in the uk can earn enough to buy 288 kilograms of rump steak in a month, the recent wage increase makes it look like there was effectively no minimum wage until recently. And they, they show a couple of charts and, you know, d- dating back to 2008, you know, there really Which doesn't... Which was when, uh, wasn't that about when Chavez passed away? It may have been, but here's the deceiving thing. We're looking at this chart and it looks like a hockey stick. And no, we're yeah. not talking about climate change. This goes from 2008 up to about 2019, and then it has a sharp spike. Big Uh, time. But the scale is so small that we can't see all the little increases in here, which were occurring, too. Chavez died in 2013. 855-450 free. What do you think? I mean, this is just, and it's just killing people because you want to be in control, Mr. Maduro. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number, 855-450-3733. That's the number to call to get on the air, to get on the radio. But first, I wanted to tell you about local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or just meeting in person with cash. 
There's no ID requirement to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. And we have been talking about the hellhole that the socialists have turned Venezuela into. I'm sorry. Bernie Bernie Sanders has been a big fan of Venezuela. Uh, he's come out a couple times and praised um, the Maduro um, government and the Chavez uh, government before that. So Yeah, I suspect he's quieted down about that in recent years. It'd be a great thing to ask. I think he has been asked about that. Sure. I don't have his answer at hand, but uh, I suspect that the, the sort of the standard socialist response is, well, they just did it wrong. Right. If they would just do it my way. And they just add more, you know... Freedom? No, you can't do no. that. I can't add freedom. What can I add? Well, that's the thing. Just do it differently. Recently, they did add a little bit more freedom. Really? Uh, they have now decided, and Maduro himself thanked God, apparently, on like some sort of national appearance, television, radio, or something like that. Uh, I think it was back in November for the dollar. For the dollar. They are now allowing Venezuelans. It's not official policy, but it is officially, they're looking the other way. Interesting. Uh, they're allowing Venezuelans to do business in the dollar. Okay. So you're seeing now more signage up at businesses, uh, you know, your little shop on the side of the road or whatever, which has prices in dollars. Wow. Yeah. In fact, the they estimated that over half of transactions in, at least in Caracas, are in the dollar now. Right. And they're out in the open. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now we need more uh, transactions in cryptocurrency down there. I agree with you. but it That is, would help. It is, but it is an improvement over what they got. It is. And it's interesting to see the dollar being this sort of subversive thing that is actually helping people uh, retain, their, <laughs> retain their value when compared to the uh, Bolivar. Right. And compared to this country where we constantly lose money. I mean, if you are holding dollars... Literally, if you have a bank account filled with U.S. dollars and you keep it there for, it used to be you, you keep your money in the bank and you do that for, you know, 30, 40 years. And then you got a nice little nest egg when you retire. Well, that's not the case when versus bank savings rates when in inflation in the United States outpaces what banks pay in interest. That means every year that nest egg shrinks. Mm -hmm. Sure. So people and have banks don't pay jack squat in interest. So no, they it's definitely don't. outpacing it. Yeah, by, by far. Right. And and that's the issue. So people are driven to you want to increase your earnings, you want to be able to afford to retire, so people looked towards more speculative uh things like, you know, real estate, you know, leading up to 2008. Maybe I'll buy some of those derivatives, you know, the, the all the different mortgages all rolled together because they're triple rated that's what people did um because and i i don't say that jokingly i mean pension plans were buying into the the thing that led to the 2008 and their value went to zero um they mm. they just crumbled and they went to zero that's that's what happens when you practice bad economics so we're looking at some other charts of of Venezuela and 
you know, different ways of looking at it. Again, this is basically looking like a hockey chart when it looks at the minimum wage. Venezuela, just for listeners just tuning in, has raised its minimum wage again. However, every time they raise the minimum, so-called raise the minimum wage, the amount of actual product that the new minimum wage can buy is less than what it was previously. So... They're acting like they're helping people, and in reality, it's just posturing. That's all it is. I mean, that's all the minimum wage increases is anyway. Like, when you sure. look at the minimum wage increases here in the United States, in fact, I've got a story about uh, how, how businesses in the U.S. are handling minimum wage increases by, like, oh, firing people and cutting hours. Sure. Um, but it's always just just essentially a, a, a pandering of the politicians to the people. It's a, a way for them to make it look like they care. It's a way for them to make it look like they're concerned for the little guy, when in reality, it actually does nothing whatsoever to help the little guy, and in fact, actually hurts them. I think sometimes it's just government economists saying, we've got the answer to what ails you. We'll help you fix this. The first thing you need to do, Maduro, is you got to jack up that minimum wage, so... And that will lead to more people being happy, and they will buy more things, and Mm. so on and so on. The thing is, none of that stuff works in a socialist economy. Well, it doesn't even work here. I mean, you can... Right. This isn't a so-called socialist economy, although there are plenty of arguments that there's a lot of socialism implemented in the United States. True. Uh, But the minimum wage has the same effect everywhere it's tried, and that is to increase the supply of money in the economy... And that just means prices go up. Maduro has vowed to cut inflation down to single digit this year. Whoa, that's a big vow. You Uh, think he can keep that promise? A stiff challenge given that prices are currently estimated to be rising at 9,900% by Bloomberg's index that tracks the price of a cup of coffee in Caracas. Venezuela is suffering, also suffering a humanitarian crisis with its economy crippled by economic mismanagement and hefty sanctions placed by Maduro's dictatorial regime. Last year, Juan Gallo, the opposition speaker of the National Assembly, declared himself president and was promptly recognized by much of the international community, but his faltering coalition has so far failed to take power. Yeah, it's been like a year since he yeah. tried that. And it's it's unlikely, and it's sad that it's unlikely. What they need is they well, need... Well, he's just another socialist, though. He's That's not true. any better. He may be a little bit better, but not much. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know what to tell people of Venezuela other than leave. You, and a lot of them have. You can't... You can try to weather it, you know. It, maybe if you're a farmer... Uh, where can, you can grow your own food and, if and take care you. of your family if they let you. If you're off the grid in Venezuela, maybe you stand a chance. But otherwise, this just means death for you and for your children. This is that's. I hate to be blunt. Millions of people have left yes. in the last few years. Uh, I think we saw 5 million estimated have left the country, and it's a country of about 30 million people, so roughly uh, one-sixth. Sixth of their uh, population. Yeah, they've either gone to Colombia right next door or traveling to wherever they can get to. Leave or die, that's the message, mm. and uh, that's that's a really sad, a sad position to be in. I, I can't imagine having to make that choice. Though here in the U.S., I mean, while a lot of people will talk about the thriving economy and all these things we have going for us, 
we're not as bad as Venezuela, but we can look at our government. We can see similar steps being taken, like the minimum wage. I mean, this is one of those things that people are harping on. You got to get that up. I had a lady tell me, you know, who could ever live on seven twenty-five an hour? Well, that's the question. Well, who could ever, who could live on $7? We got to get that well, number what's up. what's the stupidity that anybody who has a job has to be able to live on the proceeds of that job? When I was 14, I worked for Cottage Inn Pizza passing out flyers, and I wanted to buy a bike, and I bought my bike, but I didn't make enough money to live on. Okay, well, and if I'd had to make enough money to live on in order to have a job, I wouldn't have had that job, and I wouldn't have gotten my bike. Rich people just need to accept that they're uh, only going to be ever capable of anything more than a minimum wage job, and the government needs to pay everyone a higher minimum wage so they can all be happy at the, the bottom. The government doesn't pay a minimum wage. No, they don't. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453, that's free as in freedom, that's 855-450-3733, wow, that's some loud music playing for us, but first, I wanted to tell you about Liberty.Menu, for years, libertarians of all stripes have been trying to get somebody to put together a directory of liberty-minded businesses we're helping build one that's liberty.menu liberty.menu is a tool for our community at its core it's a directory of events businesses and digital content and there's more listings can be rated and reviewed and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others use of liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and for those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's liberty.menu. In studio, it's Chris, Ian, and Rich. Nobody. Nobody. See, I've got to get around that. It's like writing 2019 on checks. It's this mental block I have. I, I just... I just need start to, it with future governor of New Hampshire. Future governor. Nobody. Of, then you'll, you know, it'll all just flow out. Will that make it flow? Okay, yeah. I'll try that. Um, but we've been talking about Venezuela and we've been talking about inflation and them hiking the minimum wage down there to 250,000 bolivars. Wow, you get that twice a month uh, each time. Now payday is about $3.61 U.S. That would be the equivalent. And they're getting that twice a month. But minimum wage laws and raises are being talked about in the United States, too. Fight for five, Fight for 15. I mean, we've yep. got to make it so anybody can get a minimum wage job and live. It needs to be a livable wage, nobody. That's what we need here. That is what they tell us. Yeah. Nonsense. There's absolutely no reason that you should be able to live on every job. Bagger boys at, at the 
uh, at the grocery store uh, back in the day. They did not live on their wages because they were kids. They They lived with their parents. Um, And there is no reason that you should have to be an adult to work. There's no reason that you should have to be paying bills to work. And there is no reason you should have to be, you should have to earn enough to be an adult and pay bills to work. I got uh, related stories. I got how a 40-year-old Greek diner is dealing with wage hikes here in the United States. You want to keep talking about yeah, minimum wage? That was yeah. Let's go there. Or we can talk about the Venezuelan petro and get the latest on that too. But uh, here's here's from Westward.com. Breakfast buzzes as usual at Chef Zorba's authentic Greek cuisine. Regular customers shout a hello as they come in the door. Servers refill coffees and pack up leftovers. The portions here are substantial. And owner Karen Lacanic chats with guests as they pay their tabs. It where's, feels. Excuse me. Where's this at? Uh, darn good question. <laughs> Chef Zorba's. This is uh, Congress Park Restaurant. I think Zorba lived in Greece. Denver. It's Denver. Denver. Okay. Denver. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, well, the place sounds good. I'm kind of hungry. It so. feels almost like a big family gathering. Some of the regulars have been coming in every day for years, and some of the employees count their tenure in decades rather wow. than months or years. And that's a big deal when that you're in is huge. food service. Ooh. It's very high turnover, typically in food very service. Much so. Uh, it's very rare that you know employees stay in one place for long. But the family recently got smaller. At dinner time, Chef Zorba's is now dark and empty because the owner, Lucanic, just made the difficult decision to shorten hours to breakfast and lunch only. Why? He sounds like he's got a thriving business. People love it. People, employees stick around for decades. Why would he do that? Her name's Karen. But uh, on Jan- January 1st, the Congress Park restaurant changed its hours from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. daily, primarily because of the new minimum wage increases that Denver City Council and the mayor, Michael Hancock, signed into effect in November. She said, quote, it wasn't an easy decision for us. We had to do layoffs, and we went from 35 to about 27 people because of it. Wow. So cutting a significant portion of their staff. The layoffs and shortened hours didn't come simply because of the change in the minimum wage, which went from $11.10 to $12.85 per hour for non-tipped employees at the beginning of 2020. Chef Zorba's was already paying at least 25% above minimum wage, according to Lacanic. She says, you'd never be able to hire a cook or dishwasher for minimum wage. Right. She says further, and uh, and nobody, you washed some dishes recently, and you were getting paid above minimum, correct? Yeah, I was making 12 an hour. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot above uh, minimum. Wages, she says, have been driven up by low unemployment. And honestly, if you advertised a job paying minimum wage, you probably couldn't even get anyone to show up right. and fill out an application. That's how it is here in New Hampshire. You're not going to hire somebody at minimum wage. Nobody's nobody's going to bother. You, the, you're going to get paid 10 bucks if you're working fast food in Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah, Ann Arbor, Michigan, I saw they were advertising $11 an hour at, at McDonald's. Right. The real problem, the owner points out, is that there's a separate minimum wage for tipped employees, which must be no more than $3.03 less than the non-tipped rate, according to state law. So when the city of Denver signed its increases into law, it also increased the wages for the tipped employees, who are often the highest paid employees at any restaurant. Because if you know what you're doing as a server, you get a lot of Good tips. So right? I spent a lot of years in the restaurant in, in industry, and a lot of it was in the kitchen, but I also waited tables, and I also tended bar. 
And when I waited tables, uh, I was accused of stealing, jokingly, from my boss uh, at one place I work. He said, because it's impossible that you are that good that you're you're walking out of here every night, even weeknights you work with 100 bucks in tips. I and said, this was how many years ago? This was in the 80s. And yeah. I, I said, you know, I'm sorry, but they like me. So I was making a hundred bucks in tips a night, a hundred bucks a night in the eighties. Now and that wasn't even a, that good looking. I I'm not, and you know, oh God, it's horrendous. And, and I did just want to point this out. I'm also male, which right. yeah, I mean that that's a, a dead giveaway. Um, so you really must have been good at upselling and being, I was and being friendly and chatting up the clients. Well, I knew that waiting tables or tip based is a very it's a very true capitalistic experience. You are paid immediately. You are rewarded on the job you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much did I make an hour? How much was I making an hour then? $2.10. Right. Base, uh, that base was, pay, yeah. I made $2.10. The rest of it was tips. 100 bucks an hour, I'll take it. So in this case, Lucanic, the owner, was forced to either give all her tipped employees a raise of $1.75 an hour, going from $8.08 to $9.83, or to let some of them go. After looking at the restaurant's dinner hour numbers, she decided that cutting dinner and the workers that were needed to staff it right. was a better alternative than eliminating other benefits, such as health insurance that she gives to her full-time employees, or worse, closing the restaurant entirely. That is... So, it's so sad sorry to everybody that really enjoyed dinner at this great restaurant that's been around for 40 years that's over no it is horrendous and some people in denver are going to be happy about this some employees who have no aspirations of bettering themselves and they're just you know minimum wage employees or they were lower than uh, they were slightly higher than minimum wage but the government just uh, decreed that you get a raise, and they are going to support this, and they're going to talk about how great it is because, you know, my lazy butt is now worth, you know, X dollars an hour. When and and then they're going to get laid off, yeah. and then they're going to get laughed at. They're going to get um, their hours cut. <laughs> or, yes, get their hours cut well, if then they, they can, don't get laid off. Then they off. can blame the evil owner for firing them. It wasn't the government's fault. Yeah, they can blame whatever they want. Right. And, um, but that doesn't give them a job. There's no job in blaming things, right? Well, I don't know. There are a lot of people running for. Well, you uh, could be a Democratic... woman studies professor, <laughs> um, you know, or uh, and any of the grievance studies uh, fields. I guess would be uh, would be a, a degree in blaming people, or you can just run you for know. you know the Democratic uh, candidacy for president. I mean. Right now, in in these debates, the only one I'm really watching is Yang, um, because you're Yang, watching. You these got things? your eye on the Yang. Oh God, <laughs> he's the high bidder. I mean, he is offering me a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. forever. You know, for doing nothing. I, I'm not seeing the. Down- That's better than a minimum wage increase. It's right? better yeah. than minimum wage. I, I'm not expected to pay it back. I don't have to do anything for it. Yeah. It's just a thousand bucks. Well, I mean, it, a minimum guaranteed working. income of a million dollars annually would be a wonderful thing, actually, <laughs> economically, because what it would do is make the dollar irrelevant. It we, would force the dollar to zero, which would force the national uh, the national debt to zero. I got more on this coming up. This is free talk. Are you sick of hearing the same crap on libertarian podcasts? 
inside jokes, interviews of the same person you've heard 50 times? Then you need to listen to the Lava Flow podcast. No nonsense and to the point. Get the information you need and get out. You won't hear the latest libertarian circle jerk news here, but instead hard-hitting anti-statist news with me, Roger Paxton, shooting from the lip. LAVA stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you think you fit any of these categories, then this is the podcast for you. Listen now at thelavaflow.com to find out what's rustling my jimmies, what's in the news, the latest bad cop, stupid stuff statists are saying, and so much more. You can find out more and subscribe on any podcatcher at thelavaflow.com. That's thelavaflow.com. Part of the Pax Libertas Productions Podcast Network. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. Thanks for joining us for hour number two of our three-hour cruise. No, I mean a three-hour show tonight. Free Talk Live does three hours of live radio with live phones. It's open phones. Anybody can call in, and we've got a number of people waiting you can set the topic we've been talking about inflation we've been talking about minimum wage and we're going to talk about that a little bit more um but we're going to take some phone calls too because we want to hear what's important to people the we i refer to is myself chris it's ian and nobody and we well I, I think we all do. We want to make sure you know about Edge Wallet. Edge Wallet, it's a crypto wallet. It's a way to securely buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar. There's too many to list. It is user-controlled. What that means in crypto talk is you're the only one who has the keys to access your money, and that's important. Edge is built by a veteran team. They've been building apps since since 2014. They want to help secure your freedom, and you can find out more at edge.app. That's edge.app. And I love it. I use it. I've I can't tell you how many times I've used it this week. It's I've been going into it sometimes just to get price increases because cryptocurrencies are in a bit of a bull market right now. A lot of people are watching that. I'm not the only one. Um, so the big ones like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, I guess, has seen some gains. Uh, but a lot of the smaller coins, the alt coins, people refer to them have as has seen significant gains lately too. So it's been a crazy week. It has been. It's been a crazy few years. And every once in a while, I think the the whole general global psyche just gets crazy about crypto now crypto didn't change nothing really earth shattering happened that you know no government said we're we're gonna quit um making banks turn down companies that deal in crypto there's been no real thing that you could pin it on but every once in a while something comes out some perfect 
perfect storm of things uh, allow uh, the mindset to change and people are all of a sudden bullish on crypto again. So who knows how long it will last? I hope longer, but I don't put all my eggs in one basket. Nope. Bad plan. Bad plan. Uh, We have been talking about minimum wage and the government. Well, they can tell you what's best, but we're going to go to the phones where... Oh, man, I think I lost him. Uh, straight razor gone? Straight razor drop. We're going to go to Andrew in Twinburg, Ohio. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to talk about these uh, stupid minimum wage laws. Yes, sir. And this this is one thing that separates libertarians, I think, which I am, and conservatives. If you go up to any conservative and say, um, abolish uh, all minimum wage laws. They'll go. What? What are you? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We still need minimum wage laws. But it's funny how only two point three percent of Americans make minimum wage, and they always make this a freaking big deal in the campaigns. Right. And mm-hmm. they've raised minimum wage twenty two times. They've raised it twenty two times since nineteen thirty eight. And but the, we'll do it the twenty third time. This is going to be the magical number. Yeah. I just wanted to see your thoughts about this. <laughs> Yeah, see, and what I say is don't raise the minimum wage. Stop devaluing the currency. Right. Just stop, and then you don't have a problem. But they can't stop because devaluing the currency is a key uh, to being able to raise spending money for the government to do things like going to war. Uh, mm-hmm. But Because if they couldn't do it, if it, if it was like value-backed money or like right. gold-backed or whatever, then they'd actually have to tax people more heavily in order to do things like go to war. But now they can just print it out and they don't actually have to increase taxes for it. Right. Can and that's imagine? why I advocate a million-dollar uh, a year uh, minimum guaranteed income for every <laughs> for every American, so we can just inflate the dollar to zero, <laughs> just out of existence. Yeah, that's, just let make the dollar back. irrelevant again. <laughs> and people will say things. Well, what about nine eleven? I mean, we had to get the bad guys and stuff like that. Well, okay. Let's say yeah, we had to have that corpse so we could dump it in the ocean. Right. So let's say, let's just say for the heck of it, we we get attacked and we have this uh, extremely expensive campaign to try to bring to terms. If you knew, if the government would have known that they would have to go back to the taxpayers and say, I know this is going to be a big one to swallow, but we need another trillion dollars uh, in taxation from each one of you. We want you to support us and keep uh, that in mind as you try to reelect us. That's it's just not yeah. going to happen. You can't get reelected by putting the kind of costs that war brings on people. See, there ought to be a way to give a politician like a ritual bitch smacking when he just comes up with that's the problem is people can propose any war, any legislation to pay for things, and there's no system in place to bitch smack these people. Which, well, no, we've we've got uh, free elections in this country, Rich. You just vote them out of office. We don't have free elections. You, Good God, you vote we them have out. Two parties that divide uh, that divide a monopoly on political power, True. and both of them rig their primary processes when it suits them. So literally, there is a, no matter how you slice it, the reality is a very small group of people is in charge of all of it. Well, all of the political just, just power. Just throw the bums out. How many times have I heard They're that? They're all 
bums. Well, the problem, and they are, and people recognize that, except for my congressman. Nobody's yeah. a bum you They're can trust. They're good. They're good. <laughs> people, people say vote everybody out, and then people, then we see 87% re-election rates with incumbents. People, they don't like, quote-unquote, Congress, but their congressman's okay. Theirs yeah, is. well, the one they bought off. Exactly. They're just, the, they're just irritated because they're so expensive. They love the fact know. that he brings back plenty of pork barrel proje- uh, projects mm. to their district. So why would we get rid of him? That's the problem. It's just a mess. Yeah. I don't know how See, to fix I it. I think we should increase the size of the Congress. Let's make every man a congressman. <laughs> I like that. When we'll all go to Washington and argue about this for ourselves. <laughs> I say expand the exp- universal suffrage in Congress. <laughs> Andrew, any other thoughts? <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Andrew Yang as well. Yes. He's uh, winning the bid for my vote. Well, he's not as he's crazy, but he's not as crazy <laughs> as other Democrats because at least he knows that all these European countries that instated that wealth tax, only three have kept them, but they they've cut them like drastically. I think nine countries have repealed them in Europe, but I, these I Elizabeth know. Warrens and these Bernie Sanders, no, let's just let's just keep increasing taxes. Let's just increase taxes, even Easy. though the rich, yeah, forty four percent of Americans don't even pay any income tax, but they want to tell the other people how to <laughs> let's raise your rate. Right. It's always raising the rate on somebody else. And it, the idea of a wealth tax is insane. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but wealthy people are the ones that employ a lot of people everybody in this country. Almost. Not everybody else. Actually, the biggest yeah. employers are small businesses. Um, that but, is true. But I think 90 percent of them fail within 10 years. So. And small businesses rely on a lot of these big businesses to be successful. You know, there are a lot of businesses, very small businesses, that are based on the fact that Jeff Bezos and Amazon make it really affordable for them to do business. So these these are things that are necessary. And it isn't just a pie is only as big as you cut or as, it's not a fixed size. Mm. If you grow the economy, then everybody can get uh, more a share of the pot. But the thing that we don't have is kids getting educated on how to be an entrepreneur, kids being educated on economics. Yeah, or, doesn't want that. Call, man. No. It's, uh, yeah, and, and we don't educate, and hopefully... And then we wonder why they don't want to live under a free market. They don't know how. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom, 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. That's the number you call to get on the air. You can also use Discord. Discord is a very cool app. Just go to discord.lrn.fm. You'll learn all about it. Basically, you're going to load some software on your phone, on your laptop, whatever, You'll use your high-speed internet connection and your quality microphone, and you will sound like you are right here in the studio with us. In studio tonight, it's Chris. It's Ian. And nobody. 
And we've been kind of all over the board, but mostly economic issues and poking some jest at the idea of, I will say, socialist ideas of how monetary policies should work. And the problem is, is they don't work. That's yeah. people, people die and people lose the money that they work hard for. But hey, what the heck? Mm. Just come up with another one because you might get reelected with this one. As I was studying economics, I kind of imagined it like a fly pinned to a board. Okay. The economy. And the thing is, you can pin the fly in to the board, to a board in one place and the fly can live. But if you pin the fly to the board in two places, it'll start tearing itself apart as it moves, mm. you know? And the more pins you put in the top, in the, in the fly, uh, and, and by pins, I'm talking about price controls and it can be any, any rigid price control. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. It's, it's just one more point. It's, it's driving another stab wound through the belly of, of the economy and pinning it to the board in one more place. And it's just going to tear itself apart. And when they talk about changes to minimum wage, when they talk about having a minimum wage, that is a price control. That's all you're doing. Absolutely. Government, somebody is saying that we are going to micromanage the economy and this is the correct number. You're controlling the price of labor in that case. We're going to yeah. go to the phones. But, where... And the thing is, you can't make labor more valuable by decree. Right. It's as valuable <laughs> yeah. as it is. Yeah. So if you, if you, when you pass a minimum, minimum wage, then basically you're saying that the dollar is worth less of that actual value of the labor. You know, so you're really devaluing the dollar against uh labor against labor yes we're gonna go to the phones where we've got jimmy in missouri jimmy you're on free talk live what's on your mind hey can you hear me all right i can all right well i kind of hit the jackpot i got nobody (laughs) (laughs) yeehaw (laughs) yep um hey um i was wondering uh about edge wallet um I know you guys ain't tech support or anything on it, but I, <laughs> I tried to do a quick Google search and couldn't find anything satisfactory, really. But I was wondering about, uh, like, okay, if I, if I had my Bitcoin on my phone okay. and my phone was completely irrecoverable, yep. could I still recover my Bitcoin? Yeah, you can, not just with Edge Wallet, but with every decent Bitcoin and cryptocurrency wallet. Whenever you start a crypto wallet, whether it's Edge or another one, uh, there's always going to be a backup process that you need to go through. So when you start Edge, for instance, it'll give you warnings that say, hey, you got to write down your information or else if you lose your phone, you're going to be in trouble. Heed uh, those warnings. Yeah. So when it warns you about those things, you really ought to do what it says. In the case of Edge Wallet, all you have to write down is your username and password and then you're good to go. Just keep that in a place that's separate from your wallet. So some people will try to to cut corners on this, and they'll say, oh, I'll just put it in my phone. No, right. no, 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 no. I'll no, just screenshot it. Yeah, screenshot. No, no, bad security, very bad plan. Um, but you got to write it down. If you got like a super secret place where you keep things, maybe you've got a fireproof don't, safe. I mean, don't you have to 
can't you generate wallet words as well? Because For if Edge, you've yeah. just got a username and password, then you're not holding your own keys. Well, so Edge um, doesn't have your your password, right? So it's they've somehow hashed out your your keys into. I don't know exactly what technology they're using, but yes, you can actually get the words for each individual wallet within Edge. So mm-hmm. if you have a Bitcoin wallet, if you have a Monero wallet, if you have a you know Stellar wallet in there, you can get all the words for all of those. You you really can okay. do a really deep dig right. backup if you want to, but for your typical user uh, that's not storing their life savings in Edge, username and password will be sufficient so long as Edge stays in business, I think. Yep. Uh, right, I well, that's that, the thing yeah. is as long as it's a user name and password you're betting on edge staying in business it becomes a very trust and i don't know anything about their business model right that's that's the key with anything in crypto they're getting access to your private keys what allows you to send or spend the coins that you have that is ownership and it can be done with edge wallet now i don't put um you know if if i had a million dollars no offense, and Edge is a sponsor. I wouldn't put it in an Edge wallet on my cell phone and leave it there. No, I wouldn't either. Um, yeah. There are other much more secure ways to store cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And there are different kinds of uh, different kinds of use cases for wallets that cause... I mean, there's a exactly. difference between your recreational wallet, okay, and, and your deep freeze... Yes, you know, right. and uh, your and your investments, which you know you might you might be keeping some money on an exchange and moving it around from coin to coin as an investment, but uh, so so Jimmy, that's what, a different use case. My my rule of thumb is is I don't keep more money in Edge Wallet or any other wallet that's going to sit on my cell phone. Then you I can't afford to lose. Then I can't keep. Oh, okay. Then then I keep in my leather wallet, which I carry around everywhere. Right. So you know, uh, there are times when I might have a couple hundred bucks in cash, and I don't have a problem because I know I might lose it. And I also might lose access to a particular crypto wallet. It there. I'm only going to lose a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. If you lose your leather wallet, it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be frustrating. But it's not going to likely be the end of the world. Right. Uh, whereas if you put a million dollars in a in any phone wallet, whether it be Edge or Exodus or any of the other ones, it's funny that you say that because I actually lost a wallet one time that had two ounces of silver in it. Damn it! Oh man, <laughs> now that hurts. Yeah. That really hurts. Yeah. I was on vacation too. <laughs> yeah, I luckily I really I, luckily I had enough cash in my pocket to get home. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for your call. Thanks, and man. I'll tell you, I personally advise people uh, to uh, hold some hold some precious metal as yeah. well as crypto. Indeed. Goldbacks. Goldbacks. We're going to go back to the phones where we got Burn in Brooklyn. Burn, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. Hello. Hi, Burn. Hi. Hi, this is Burn. This is, this is Burn from Brooklyn. And uh, I want to talk about Trump and Iran. All right. Okay. Let's do it. So, uh, in a moment. What I really hate about Trump dropping this. Hold that thought. Hold, Hold that, that thought. thought. Oh, you hit the wrong button. Ah, there, Chris. dang it. Bad move. Burn callback. That was my mistake. 855 <laughs> 450 free. <laughs> Please tune in and enjoy Chris accidentally dumping phone calls left and right. It happens Sorry, every burn. week, but hey, I, we'll you find out. Lime in the coconut. <laughs> my Lyme disease is showing through. This is Free Talk Live. 
The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. They are just, they got us rocking tonight. Yeah, man. It's been like the second time. Crank it out. Loving that music. Crank it up. Uh, What the heck? I mean, in studio, it's Chris. It's Ian. Nobody. And I wanted to tell you about ForkFest. ForkFest, it's coming up fast. People are getting excited. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th to July 5th. Mark your calendar for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campgrounds in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens this week, the week after Porcupine Freedom Festival, or ForkFest, And ForkFest, here's the difference, ForkFest is decentralized. It means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. So all you got to do is reserve your camping RV site, your motel room. Do that with Rogers Campgrounds from June 29th to July 5th, and you'll be able to join us and celebrate Independence Day with other Liberty lovers, and you can do stuff. You can just go camping. That's fun, too. But if you want to do an activity, you want to do what somebody else wants to share, that's fun. It's a blast. If you are planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know about it in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forums. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. I don't know if I like ForkFester. ForkFester, Uncle Fester. Yeah, it's a little bit Uncle Fester and a little bit Festering Wound. Right. It's fester isn't a, isn't a word we want. It, yeah. <laughs> this and is I, not the word you're looking for. <laughs> I, I can say there's nothing festering about Fork Fest. It's just, a, I had a great time. And it, it's, it's just neat to be able to see people that, you know, you may know of them. Some celebritarians, though, show up there. I mean, that's exciting. Some people find that exciting. Some people uh, find me exciting. They do. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones so where I promise not to dump burn for at least well, as long as. You mean it, you, you You mean you, you I, accidentally I, dropped him I before. I promise not to accidentally drop him. Yeah. I don't This promise. time you're going to feel the burn. <laughs> We're going to find out. Burn, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your ah, mind? Burn. Really? See, there it goes. I thought. See, now I'm just. Why did you do that? I thought I heard something. I heard a a, a loud noise. I think he just said hi, um, Vern, or something like that. He got like three words out. 
I, I'm going to use a police line. I feared for my life. All right, did, well, you're in charge, man. You can do what you well, want. Did you hit the dump button? Yeah, no, he hit the drop button. I hit the drop button. Why did you hit the drop button? Because I I thought so. So, Burn is in our toxic user group on Discord, and yeah, I mean, he's probably going to say something inappropriate, but you exact, didn't even give him a chance. No, I didn't. I thought he, I thought when he first started to yell, I could catch it and I'd just drop it out. So, so Burn, if you want to call back, I promise. <laughs> I promise this time. I won't Third just time's the charm. dump you. I, You're like Lucy with the football. I'll, I'll give you a chance. I'm honest. I'm I'm sincere here, Burn. I mean, please try to call back in, and I'll put you right. Well, if through. we're not feeling the burn, then maybe we maybe we sh- shouldn't encourage the burn to call. I no, don't know. no. He he wants to call, and if he Are wants to call, you feeling the burn though? <laughs> I've never really felt the burn. Hey, You've let's talk about felt the burn. I, I've still got more to this story about this uh, this business owner and in Denver who, talking about the impact of the minimum wage. Yeah, she which, and she, what did they raise it to again? Um, it's I imagine it's on the way up to fifteen. That's my guess, but it's currently you know they step it up year sure. after year. Uh, currently, according to westword.com, the minimum wage has gone up from $11.10 an hour to $12.85 an hour for non-tipped employees, but they also have to raise the wage of tipped, tipped employees. employees right. uh, and uh, Tipped employees must be no more than $3.03 less than the non-tipped rate, so they had to raise that up, too. Yeah, and, and it's absolutely absurd that there should be a minimum wage for tipped employees, you know, you should be able to go and work for nothing but tips if yeah. you want to. You know, there are plenty of places where that has been a business model and where people have been happy to make li- commission only. Yeah. yeah. Um, because of know, the governor. Like really good restaurants. Traditionally, they didn't pay you to be a waiter. You went in there and you competed to be the guy they let wait tables right. so that you could take home those tips. And sometimes you were taking home hundreds of dollars in a night. And if you're not that good of a waiter, you're not going to get paid a lot of money in tips. That's that is very pure. You, right. you are rewarded immediately. And if you're not good at something, you're going to find yourself out on your butt. Now, if you keep hiking the minimum wage... Uh, then then what so now you're gonna pay somebody uh, a lot more money where before the customers were paying them now it's the responsibility of the business owner it it really does weigh makes it very difficult for a tipping model to work you want more sure so the owner of the business um, is lucanic notes that almost every full service restaurant in denver is in the same position as she is so just in case you're just tuning in she stopped uh, there's a 40-year-long running restaurant. She got rid of uh, dinner time and fired roughly 7 out of 35 employees. She says almost every other restaurant's in the same position, but she felt uh, she at least felt prepared for the changes because of her background in restaurant management. She had purchased Chef Zorba's in 2018 after a career in restaurant operations with big players like Richard Sandoval. I don't know who that is. Uh, projecting, she says, was my business, asking where we're going to come up with the money for future changes, she recalls. So last fall, when the city first announced its intentions to raise minimum wages, the owner began looking at her numbers. She says, on a Saturday or Sunday, we have five straight wage earners in back and eight tipped employees in the front she says since i've owned zorba's i've yet to have a server leave with less than a hundred dollars in tips on any given day and it's frequently double that 
And keep in mind, we're a humble little diner. What full-service restaurateurs take issue with is we're being forced to pay our tipped employees more, even though they're already the highest-paid employees on the staff. And increasing prices to cover higher wages isn't really a valid solution, since higher prices on the menu equate to higher tips, too. She says, and I pay taxes on those tips, and servers pay taxes on those tips. It's considered income when it comes to taxation, but it's not considered income in the eyes of the government when it comes to minimum wage. Right. And this this all changed probably about 20 years ago, how the government looked at tips and what they expected of employees when I was still working on the floor in restaurants. They changed it so you didn't have to, you were supposed to, you were supposed to nudge nudge wink wink report all your tips you received then the government changed it and they said well you just have to report eight percent of i can't remember how it went it was eight eight percent of total revenues so of the restaurant for the period you were working so they would tell you how much uh tip you should have received and tax you on it, it it's it's crazy it's insanity indeed uh, looking further into the numbers, she determined that the average guest check at Zorba's would have to go from the current $13 up to $23 in order to cover the cost of giving all the front-of-the-house employees a 22% raise. She said, would you be willing to pay $23 for pancakes and coffee? Well, would you? No. No, and people wouldn't. People would stop going to restaurants in Denver, and that's what happens, and then those people that used to have a lower wage job but still had a job and they could have uh, improved and the restaurant could have succeeded now they're just going to be out of work that's just what cutting you the get. legs out from under people it's it's unbelievable and it's it's as it's as bad as what have is happening in Venezuela it's the government feeling that they are better judges of what goes on in economies than you are and that's not right 855-450-FREE. What do you think? Give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That is our toll-free number. 855 450 3733. You can also check out Discord. Discord, a very cool app, and you will sound like you are in the studio with us. It really works great. Uh, find out more at discord.lrn.fm. In studio, it's Chris. And Ian. And nobody. And we have uh, been talking about this, what sounds like a great restaurant in Denver. It, it just... The description made me want to go there and eat. I mean, it was, it's this Greek diner. I mean, and they do, from all accounts, uh, a really good job. And the, I guess, a combination of federal, state, and local Denver politics has decided how much all employees should make. And that makes it very difficult, made it very difficult for them to exist as a business and and she's looking at shutting parts of she did shut uh the dinner's gone they're gone right dinner's so gone. dinner's gone so far and see how long she can last is there more on this or? there is but we got some calls I mean, waiting so we can all go right there. well we're gonna give this a try we are gonna go to the discord 
where we've got North. North, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, did you? Ooh, he just disappeared. He just now that's his now, now that okay now he's back. Wait now he's back. North, are you there? Now, now he's disappeared again. Okay. See, he's he's doing he's to me games. what I did now with he's him. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I, but we I don't have time for it. <laughs> that's all right. We're gonna go to Patrick in Florida. Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, good, good evening, e- good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Thank you for taking my call. No problem. Thank you. Uh, hey, I'd like to talk about uh, uh, um, Im- immigration, if that's all right. Talk about whatever you like. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah, free talk live. Obviously, hey, listen. Uh, it it turns out that when you, uh, I I don't know what kind of jobs you guys have. Uh, well, actually, I do know what kind of jobs you guys have. You guys are on the radio, um, uh, but I'm a blue collar guy. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you guys are talk on the radio for a living. Well, hey, it doesn't pay the bills. I have to have uh, another full time job. Or, yeah. Or two. Um, do do you? Sure. I, I imagine. I imagine. Yes. 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 Hey, but, but what I'm trying what I'm trying to point out is that uh, that most of these people that 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 are that are that are for these open borders uh, immigration policies, okay, uh, they they do not con- they don't they they're they're not competing with um, uh, immigrants. Uh, I, I I happen to oh. have to compete with immigrants. Uh, I'm a pool guy. I'm I'm I I I, I scrape out swimming pools for a living. Okay. And I and I and and I don't I, we should we should not allow any more uh, immigration for for 10 years. You, you well, think that the, would uh... The thing is, you know, the, what you're arguing there uh for there is a is a price control on on pool services who who yeah. are the existing yeah. pool cleaners of America to say nobody else is allowed to compete with me you know well, people should well, be forced I mean, to pay I mean, my price i mean the other americans are allowed to compete with me compete with me but we shouldn't we shouldn't let, we shouldn't let a bunch of other people from from countries that that have much lower standards of living to come and compete with me. Well, they're, they're, they're living in the United States now. Now they experience the higher standard of living. Now, if I mean, they don't oh, oh, charge oh. as much, then they're probably not going to be able to afford the same things that you may be able to afford. Um, but they're trying to get a small business off the ground. But, just but you example. understand that that's, hold on, hold on, fella. That's you understand that that's going to that's going to drive down my standard of living. Yes. Well, I mean, that's that's something that happens in a free market. For example, if if I'm I'm in the process of opening up a Not convenience necessarily, store, though, because whatever they're taking in, they're also probably spending. Um, and so it's 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 just one Hold more on, turn. Say that again. Say, say that again. I, I, you have to excuse me. I'd like to hear that from the top. I'm but, saying that um, when you add more people to an economy, it doesn't necessarily. Um, it's it's not like there's a fixed amount of work uh, to be done in an in, in an economy. So when you add people, you do add them as producers, and they compete with other producers. Right. But you also add them as consumers. And so they compete with other consumers 
uh, to consume goods. In um, consumption, you have, you, in consumption. So there's no there's no right number of right employee now? of 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 workers to have in a if, in an economy. You've never been. <laughs> you're just you just don't just don't get it. Well, let me ask it you. It sounds a question. like he understands economics pretty well. Well, I, I mean, I do I get know, it, I mean, and no, I've and, seen and, that and, happen. And, and, I used and, and, to be and, very and, highly on, paid as a computer can I, program. May I speak, please? You may speak, gentlemen? and will you allow me to speak when you're done? Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, hey, listen, I, I, I think that you have never been competed. They're competing. They're not competing with people that are that are that are uh, you know reprogramming. They're not. They're Spend not competing against. Yeah, it, it's hard. Uh, it, they're not competing against people that are are doing are doing. Uh, Electrical electrical work, uh, but what they are competing against is guys that are doing um, uh, landscaping, or right. for in my ex- in my example, pool work, pool cleaning. Uh, sure. sure, and they're not. Per- so they're, what? I I don't know of any doctors that are up in arms about man. All these uh, these Swedes come over here and they take all all the good yeah. neurosurgery jobs. That's not the yeah, question. The question is: Is don't the, you care about your countrymen? Is, 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 well, is, is, no, I care about you. freedom. I do, and but but why I was, should I care about somebody who lives in the same country as I more than I care about somebody else? It's just a stranger so to me. I have that's no so reason telling. to prefer American strangers. Okay, yeah. you you, you said just, I could it, ask anybody can do it, right? It, it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, would you be angry if a teenager came in and started competing with you on uh, pool cleaning? Somebody from down the street? Yeah. Uh, not, if, not if he was smart. Okay. Oh, okay, so you're fine being out-competed by somebody who was born nearby you, but you don't like being out-competed by somebody who was born further away? Why should I be, why should I be uh, okay with being artificially uh, drawn down by, by guys It's not that... artificial. It's natural. Somebody comes in and does yeah. a better job People, for less. Dude, it's not natural. Sure it is. Of course it's competition. It is. People naturally move to the places... Where, dude, it, dude, I, where it, it, they it, are most it, needed. It, it, come on, man. If I knew that's my pool not, cleaner that, was a bitch ass like you, you I'd get rid it. of you. <laughs> no, that's not honest. Dude, no, that's putting, honest. putting Guatemalans into 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 Ohio it is not is not or, or, or not even Ohio. Let, let's 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 speak where I'm I, living. Okay, well, who are you who's putting them there? Is this Trump? I bet they can speak better. Jesus. Is Trump putting them in Ohio? No, I, I that was I, I misspoke and and I apologize for it. But but taking Central Americans well, nobody's taking then, them. They're coming all by they're, themselves. They're they they see know, opportunity. But why, but why so that's they? natural. That's they? like gazelles migrate too. They and that's they natural leave. also. <laughs> are we? Are, are dude? Are you telling me these brown people are like gazelles? I'm telling you, the people are like are like other animals in that we migrate <laughs> like all animal, over the globe. They, they, they go where, hey, hey, they let go me ask you a question. Let me let no, me ask no, you, you a quick you, question. You punk yourself there, fella. They, they, you, yeah, you're you're exactly right. They're going to where their life is easiest. What's yes. wrong with that? Would you would you be where you are doing yes. what you do yes. if so there were no don't, pools? Don't we owe it to ourselves? Don't we owe it to ourselves? 
don't we owe it to ourselves to be good to our progeny and to and to the people around us? Well, and you don't want in, that. You want people. You want everybody to be good. People here, man. Everybody's talking at the same time, so he yeah. can't listen to you, Chris. If he quiet. keeps talking, you guys, you right. guys talk. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Why should everybody else have to make life easy for you? That's what you're asking. You're wanting everyone to, even though the Guatemalan crew will clean your pool for less money, make that illegal. Uh, pay my higher prices because I was born in the country. Therefore, everyone else should suffer. What an entitlement mentality. Yeah, thanks I for mean, the call. That's, thanks a lot, man. Find um, something else to do, bro. Yeah, get some new skills. And there are... That's, that's what is happening in this country. People are learning that the only constant is change. And you're going to change and adapt or you will not do well. Um, 855-450-FREE. Learn to to speak. (laughs) Radio host, maybe. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom. 855-450-3733. Thank you for joining us in hour number three. We do three hours of live, real, open phones radio every night of the year. So uh, tune in any time between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, and you will hear good compelling thought uh, from a libertarian point of view generally, but it doesn't matter if your point of view differs from ours. We want to share what we think and we want to hear what you think. That's the most important thing. And I do want to thank Henry K. Henry K is a silver amplifier. That means he has pledged five bucks a month. And that's a good thing. Uh, to the show so we can go out and get on more radio stations now us just getting on more radio stations that doesn't put money in our pocket what it does do is allows the ideas that we're talking about and the conversations we have with people like you to get in more people's ears and that's well worth it we think it's a good way to spread the message and the ideas of liberty and we thank you, uh, Henry K. I appreciate it. In studio, it's Chris. Yeah, it's Ian. And nobody. And we were just, you know, we were kind of talking offline a little bit about uh, what's going on in Virginia. And it's been crazy. Um, a lot of people are coming down on Virginia for making a lot of moves to take away people's right to defend themselves. Um, people will always say, well, it's, you know, it's all about the second amendment. You know what the second amendment does? What, what rights the second amendment grants? It doesn't grant anything. 
you have a right just by being human to defend yourself. Nobody, no law was ever written that said you uh, are now granted the right to possess a firearm. You can now carry a knife. If someone attacks you, you you have some you have the right granted by us, the government, to do something about it. It's not anything to do with government. It's a it's part of the human condition. You possess this. No one has to tell you you have a right to defend yourself against uh, someone who may do you harm. It's as simple as that. Government doesn't have any rights to grant. That's not what governments do. What the Second Amendment is about is trying to put a restriction on government. It's not taking something or not giving you anything. It's taking away from the government the ability to deny you your natural rights. That's We're not what it's coming all about. to take away your government. <laughs> we just want to have some common sense government control. I, I like that. <laughs> so, Ian, you dug up okay, some stuff. Okay, it's not on. true. We are coming to take <laughs> yeah, away I your know. government. <laughs> and, and you know what we're going to do then? And then we're going to leave you alone after we control it. Yeah, but people can have as much government as they want. I mean, if they want to hire somebody to tell them what to do, by all means. Hire Mr. Spanks-a-Lot to tell you what to do. Who is that? Mr. Spanks-a-Lot. She's the arbitrary dominatrix that you could potentially hire to tell you what to do. Oh, you said mistress. Okay. I thought it was Mr. Spanks-a-Lot. Yeah, I thought it was Mr. Spanks-a-Lot. Okay. That's a whole different story. If you say Mr. Spanks a lot, it makes me think of one thing. If you say Mistress Spanks a lot, it makes me think another. It's interesting. Well, it's different strokes for different folks. But, <laughs> but the point is, you can hire anybody you want to tell you what to do. You By know? the way, we have to announce something uh, tonight. The The Discord is broken. Uh, the sound cards are not working. So we have to apologize to Burn, who is having the <laughs> toughest time uh, calling into the show. Now, we think Burn is Feel trying, the burn. We suspect Burn's going to try to crank the show. But right. uh, Chris, you hung up on him inadvertently twice. twice. Inadvertently twice. He then calls on the Discord line. So he called on the phone lines twice. He then calls on the Discord lines. We join the lines, but you didn't screen him beforehand, I don't think. I think you just took him on, on I the did. air. You did I've, screen him? No, I didn't screen him. Right. I, we got disconnected over and over thanks to somebody. Right, me. but you just took him on the air, and then he dropped out of the line. But I was watching, and I didn't see, like on Discord, when you're communicating with somebody, there's sure. these little green outlines around it your user. It would show up indicating that I was speaking. Right, and, and that wasn't showing. That, that right. wasn't showing. So I thought, oh, wow, something may be wrong. And so we did some testing during the news break. And, yeah, the sound cards are all of a sudden broken on this computer. And so uh, we cannot. So I see Wesley is in our top uh, chat room there. We can't take Discord calls tonight. So if you want to call in, you have to call the toll-free lines at 855-450 free. That's the only way to get in. We have to go old school tonight. And we are going to go old school. We're going to go to the phones where we've got Tim in New Hampshire. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. Jim, and the manner in which you speak to Patrick proves that neither of you are ministers of peace, love, or liberty. Oh, this is not Tim. Hold on for a moment. This is James from Arizona. Yes. Long time no talk. Okay. You remember your honor code, Chris? Yes, yes. I, what honor code? I, I did not yeah. sign anything uh, yeah. called an honor code. Did Were you, you in the military? Heart, 
my headphones are off. Honor code is. I'm out for this. And you should take it to heart whether you're in or out of the military and whether or not you agree with the military or not about no, anything. No, no, no. I'm still asking what the honor code was. Can you repeat the honor anyway, code for me? Anyway, Patrick's call is illuminating how, you know, the poor guy doesn't care about price and quantity or supply versus demand. He doesn't get any of that stuff. But he is on to something as to why people are tribal. And they do like people that they grew up with. Okay. And they don't like people coming from thousands of miles away to, to score their jobs because they undercut them as far as labor goes. I can sympathize with that guy, even though I know exactly where you're coming from because I have an education. But I should also like to say about something else. And I'm curious that Rich Paul didn't point out that you. Co- I'm glad you agree that we were attacked on 9 11, that it wasn't an inside job. Or that the government let it happen. You don't share any of those lunatic, despicable conspiracy theories like, uh, fittingly, nobody actually believes and isn't doing anything about it if the government and people committed mass murder from our country and not from the Middle East. Well, Osama bin Laden fanatics that believe the Quran and the Hadith are based on a true story that commands true believers to murder people that don't agree with them. I'm I don't. Glad you don't agree. Excuse. Well, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead and speak, and I'll re- and I should like to respond. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's how conversations happen. I, nine um, eleven, uh-huh. to me, not, and it's just my opinion. It happened. Uh, people died on nine eleven. Now, what the motivations were behind those people, I don't know. I know it was a sad day for a lot of families. I get that. It was a sad day for our country. But I don't know everything that happened. Okay, can I, I respond I, to that? Sure. That since you really didn't say anything, you didn't disagree with me at all, but I already illuminated it says why Osama bin Laden fanatics flew planes into the Pentagon, of which I, what I told the call screener is why I left the Libertarian Party was because of people like Mark Edge, who literally screamed over me in the public airwaves about how the people in the Pentagon deserved it. Leave aside, there was an innocent man drone with... Hundreds of people on on Flight 77 that were murdered, women and children, and the people in the Pentagon didn't deserve to be murdered. Nor did any of the people in the two towers. Again, Osama bin Laden fanatics who take certain passages in the Quran and Hadith deadly serious, as young Muslim men that aren't peaceful at all have been doing for literally a millennia. Oh. That is why the Middle East is the most effed up part on planet Earth. Because there are millions of people that take the stupid, sick stuff that Muhammad and his okay. messengers said deadly yep. serious. And it you know has what? nothing to do with American foreign policy, American foreign troops. I am actually going to put your call. i got to go to a break, but i got to put your call on hold, James. We're going to continue this conversation. 855-453. It's like a voice from the past. Well, he's not insulting or being completely awful, so he's actually talking about points that he actually believes, and so that's kind sure, of Sure, and we can debate welcome. that. And I, I'm welcome to those calls. This is Free Talk Live. That's our toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. 
I just wanted to make sure I could wake up the, make sure the board op heard me when I came back. Uh, this is Chris in it's studio. It's also Ian, and uh, taking a break, we have nobody still in the studio, but uh, be- because of the current caller, he has opted out of uh, hosting the show at this time. I understand. I understand. And uh, and it's the this is the only caller that uh, has actually engendered that response in Free Talk Live hosts that. It has never happened prior to this caller and has never happened since uh, this particular caller. Mark, uh, I believe Mark was the first to do it. Daryl also uh, did it. And now nobody is also. Well, and honestly, uh, this is I, the first time I've taken a call from James in Arizona in, God, I, two years. Maybe. Really? Yeah, I haven't. Oh, taken wow. A, I haven't taken a call from him. I know he's tried to call in, um, but. For James to talk to us, he had to be deceitful. He had to call him and say he was Tim from New Hampshire. So would you have not taken his call if it had said James in Arizona? I would have. What I've always done, my policy has been, well, I know what James is going to talk about, so I'm going to take any other caller first. And I see. if I, see. I have time left, uh, I I don't because... In this case, he was the only caller, I believe, on the line at, at that time. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, we ended up talking to James, and James is, is being pretty reasonable right now. Now, you've you like to point out and you you did point out, you know, where you disagree with people that deny what you believe are facts. So you believe they are facts. Well, I, I, they hold, are on, facts hold on, hold on. Give me a chance. Give me a chance to three thousand people on nine eleven. Okay. So did that sum up what I have already said? Good enough so that you, you have, have to? you have said and that as a fact. No, I, but I want to take a chance. Peaceful. I want to get a word in may here. I respond, please. May you respond you don't like when being deceitful. Okay, if I being deceitful, can I respond to that? You were deceitful. You I'm sorry. Are you Timmy in New Hampshire? Oh. <laughs> if you are not Timmy in New Hampshire, then you were you were defeated. No, 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 no. You you said no. I just uh-huh. want to ask you a question. You don't like people who are deniers in your mind, and I understand that, and I don't like it no, either. I hate them. I oh, hate them. Okay. Do Denying you what? agree or disagree that there is a blowback that occurs against governments by other governments, by other people yes, in the country? I absolutely, positively do not deny that some people murder their fellow human beings, and you call it blowback. But you wouldn't call it blowback if somebody you knew or loved were murdered by those people you use it because that's a political philosophy of yours no 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 it's a fact from from my point of view blowback absolutely occurs and you deny that charles Charles johnson myself okay i know all about it i reject i don't know who that is out of hand okay okay but uh, let me see ladies and gentlemen the audience i did fib i told him i was tim you know why? Can I because call you Timmy? The very first time I called in to talk, since the very first Timmy. time I called in to talk to Daryl W. Perry, I was banned forever by him for something I don't believe. Not to mention I was banned not once but twice by a so-called minister for me wanting to respond to an outright lie uh, and and uh, about me having three Deweys. I was banned for two uh, for a great length of time because of that. When those things aren't even true. So let's clear, clear these things Speaking up. Insults, You're still here now. You're, you've been unbanned, anybody. and usually you get banned because you do things that are really I un- got unacceptable. I based on a lie that you're not sorry for having ever spoken. 
You're not a minister. You didn't get banned over your DUIs. You're a lying sack. But may I respond to the stuff about uh, 9-11? I'm just banned for threatening people and being boring. South Korea, tens of thousands of troops in Germany, thousands in Japan. Yep. They've never been victims of blowback. You know why? Because those countries aren't overpopulated by a bunch of young men that take psychotically sadistic Hateful passages in the Quran. And Hold the on, are they bombing serious. Japan? They are they yeah, bombing are Korea? A, are we attacking no, these they, countries? None or, of those or, countries are. Our troops are under no threat from the locals at all. But when they're in the Middle East, they are because the same people that hate Americans also hate Jews for existing because they don't take their hadith and their Quran deadly serious like they do. There are hundreds of millions of people, Chris, on in the Middle East that think 9/11 was a really cool day. They do. And we're glad that infidels were mass murdered. I get it. A That's lot of people, and I understand that point of view. But what you but have always asserted with me is that none of what we have done in response has caused blowback. You've repeated this repeatedly. Respond James, to why there is no blowback in Germany, Germany, Japan, or South Korea, or you know you're a liar. The you United States has not. never. And that's why Rich Paul no. isn't responding to me because he knows he's hey, James, a coward Thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, he asks you to respond and then keeps talking. Right, he talks right over me. All I wanted to say was, when did the United States attack South Korea? This was the core of his. There's, you know, those people are fine with it. Well, when did the United States ever attack the South Koreans? We're going to stay on the phones where we've got. Wesley calling in from New Hampshire. I believe this is Wesley and not really James from Arizona being deceitful. Wesley, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to talk about nobody's uh, campaign for governor, uh, but it seems like nobody's not in the studio. If, if he's around, then I'm maybe back. you can bring he's him back. by. Then. He's back. I, ju- I, just, uh, uh, I just take my headphones off when uh, James is on the air. I don't deal with James. James is I mean, dead to me. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a character. But welcome back to Keen. It's good to have you back. No, I'm kind of um, a character. He's a waste of skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you still running for governor of, of New Hampshire? I am still running for governor because uh, nobody should govern you but you. And you're um, running as a, are you affiliated with the party? Uh, I'm running as a libert as a uh, libertarian Republican. Okay. I'm I'm running in the Republican primary to replace John Sununu, the incumbent. Or, I'm sorry, Chris Sununu. I always confuse it too. You, yeah, replace all the Sununus. You're you're okay in my book, so that's okay. Yep. And uh, my campaign slogan is "Nobody should rule you, but you." Kind of <laughs> catchy. And the website. Uh, website is electnobody.com and uh, there there will be more coming out of the campaign shortly. I've just gotten back from a uh, uh, from uh, visiting my family and I'm still getting up to speed. Sorry right, and then people can uh, donate to your campaign through your website is that correct? Uh, yes, absolutely. And you take and, crypto. I, uh, I take crypto. I take whatever you want to give me. Silver, you know. gold, palladium. You know, you're mail me much... some ganja, whatever you want. I don't <laughs> care. Um, I'll find a use for it. <laughs> hey, Wesley, thanks and for then, your uh, what... oh, Go ahead. 
We're running oh, out okay. of time. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, before I go, I want to give a shout out to the uh, LRN Discord. Uh, those people in there are very cool. There's some trolls, but most of the people are very, very cool. Well, that's and, very uh, kind. And, <laughs> and you can join and, the LRN Discord at discord.lrn.fm. Hey, thanks, Wesley. Thanks for your call. Peace, Wesley. This is Free Talk Live. Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. You can learn more by visiting LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. That's LibertyCon.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. I wanted to tell you about LibertyCon. LibertyCon is a unique Liberty uh, Con convention, April 3rd to the 5th in Washington, D.C., for people who want to get together and network. You can talk about career advancement, business, internship uh, opportunities, all kinds of things going on. There's going to be over 70 pro-liberty organizations there. You're going to hear from great speakers like John Mackey of Whole Foods, uh, Vernon Smith, a Nobel Prize winner in economics, Miriam Issa, pop culture expert, political commentator, uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb, author of The Black Swan. And it's going to be great. There's more. Just visit LibertyCon for, excuse me, visit LibertyCon.com for more details on additional speakers and events and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. Student travel scholarships are still available and discount rooms are available for everyone at the Marriott Marquis in Washington, D.C. So check it out. It's going to be a great conference. Save on early re- save on registration with at LibertyCon.com. Use coupon code FTL for a $10 discount. I think I stumbled through that sufficiently. I think we're just going to move on. In studio, it's Chris. And Ian. And nobody. And a lot of eyes have been on North, uh, have been on Virginia. I was going to say North Virginia. See, this is really where I think either it's the, the hour or it's my Lyme disease. I felt it lately. I've been. It's the Lyme in the coconut. It is, man. And it's, it's, I'm thinking I may have to go on to uh, my antibiotics regimen again to see if that knocks it out because this is pretty much how it started last time. We've been talking about Virginia, and I know they've been covering it here on Free Talk Live. And they covered it last night to some extent. I'm not sure how deep. Yeah, but, but you have a story from... There's been news, I guess, today. Yes. So I don't think they covered this last night. Uh, three uh, Breaking as of three hours ago, according to the BBC, uh, FBI has arrested suspected neo-Nazis ahead of a Virginia gun rally that was, uh, I guess, slated... For Monday, one was a Canadian Army reservist who was fired in August over his ties to hate groups, 
and has been suspected missing since, according to Canadian police. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam has declared a state of emergency in the city of Richmond ahead of the rally. He said law enforcement believes there was a threat of violence. Governor Northam announced a ban on guns in the state's capital area from Friday until Tuesday, citing threats of violence made ahead of the rally. The order also covers other weapons such as knives and sticks. Yes. So, uh, I'm just imagining how are they going to enforce that? They're putting a ban on guns. They're going to enforce it with guns. Well, no, I assume a ban applies to all people in Virginia. You mean they're not going to deny the police the ability? At they're the gonna, same time, well, that would let the cops carry whatever weapons they need to, including, uh, you know, battering rams, uh, armored personnel carriers, machine guns, death rays, uh, whatever they well, whatever they got. This is at this demonstration. What they're doing is what Virginia wants to do. They want to move you mean the, the state people, the state of Virginia, the people who call themselves the state. They want to deny the right for anyone to possess arms that they, they feel are just they don't have a right to possess. Well, it's also um, p- worth pointing out here, the so-called state of emergency is what justifies this, right? Because you, you're supposed to have a right to bear arms. You're right. supposed to have, and I'm pretty sure if we pulled up the Virginia Constitution, I'm going to bet that there's a right to bear arms portion of the Virginia mm-hmm. Constitution. There certainly is at the, the national level. Uh, we have one here in, in, uh, in New Hampshire as well. And you're supposed to have that right. If you have a right, it means you're not supposed to ask permission. Because if you ask permission for something, you've converted what you thought was a right into a privilege. A privilege is something that you have to ask permission for from someone who is higher up than you that can grant you this privilege. They can bestow upon you the ability to have a gun. And if they can just mm-hmm. take it away by an executive order, if this man with his pen, his fancy pen or his fancy hat or whatever, can simply say, well, now it's a state of emergency. It's an emergency. And so we're just going to go ahead and wipe out this whole right to bear arms within mm-hmm. the capital region. Outside of that, it's fine. You can still have your guns for now. Of course, they're working on anti-gun legislation in Virginia, which is why they're having this protest in Virginia uh, in the capital in the first place is the yeah. Democrats have won the elections there apparently and they're moving forward with their agenda. Yeah, and it's all about the ability to fight back against the government. And that's what that's what they don't uh, seem to understand is the uh, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, we can't have weapons of war in civilian hands. Well, I'm sorry, but if we're making war against the government, then exactly what we need to do that is weapons of war. Correct. Uh, Virginia's Constitution, the Constitution of Virginia, Article 1, Bill of Rights, Section 13, Militia Standing Armies, Military Subordinate to Civil Power. This is sort of their editorial. Um, it reads that a well-regulated militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is the proper and natural safe defense of a free state. Therefore, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, that standing armies in times of peace should be avoided as dangerous to liberty, and that in all cases the military should be under strict subordination to and governed by 
the civil uh, civil power. Except under a state of emergency. Exactly. Ignore what your state constitution says while we work on a better way of completely uh, doing away with Section 13 of the Bill of Rights of the uh, Constitution of Virginia. The emergency isn't meant to be resolved. The emergency is meant to be permanent. Yes. And uh, we've. when has it not been some emergency in America? Oh, there's a state of emergency that's pretty constant. In fact, if you, uh, from what I understand, a lot of these states of emergency are actually enabled but never repealed, never sure. ended. So right. you could argue that the U.S. government, for instance, is always under a state of emergency, and that's why they don't have to pay attention to the Constitution. Because, you know, it's not like anybody's going to hold them responsible for this stuff, whatever mm. it is they're doing. Well, and- that's why we have the Second Amendment, though, so we can hold them responsible for this stuff eventually. Well, and exactly what are they saying here What that they're worried about, right? Like, okay, so there's going to be a protest, and they're worried that armed people are going to come to the Capitol and do what? Are they worried they're going to get shot? Yeah. Are they worried they're going to have, like, you know, fire bombings, bombing the buildings there? Because, I mean, those things could happen. And whether or not they declare a state of emergency isn't going to stop it. If somebody wants to show up there with guns or with bombs or whatever, then they, they're going to do that, right? Like, the governor declaring a state of emergency won't stop someone who's motivated to commit violence. That's true. That's absolutely true. So, and I hate to use Wikipedia as a source because I don't know who wrote this stuff. So bear with me. But there was a declaration of a national state of emergency following 9-11. And Mm -hmm. it is still considered open. Sure. So we're still under that. Um, And you can go back, right, to uh, to other ones. Well, yeah. uh, Jimmy Carter in 1979, November 14th. Uh, he declared a state of emergency against the country of Iran and enacted some sanctions back then. Mm. That one is still open. That one's still valid. So we are still. Was it an emergency when we overthrew their government in 1953? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. And we're going to talk about that. 855, 453. Does, do, does government in general overuse the idea that we'll fall for it's a state of emergency? So do what we say. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. 855-450-3733. Still got another segment. You call now. We can still get you on the air. But first, I wanted to ask, are you aware of Divi? The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. 
When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. And we have been discussing what's going on in Virginia. Uh, man, it, it is, it's been a, I don't like to use the word powder keg lightly, um, but a lot of gun rights activists are threatening boogaloo. boogaloo. People are going to Virginia and people want the to. The least serious sounding word for anything. Yeah, yeah. it is. And yeah. uh, but I, sometimes you got to go to the big igloo. Some group just came out and said, uh, we just want to warn people that evidently boogaloo is a word used uh and they made it sound like it was exclusively a word created by white supremacists to indicate you know what things that they are planning okay isn't it supremacist i don't know that's a good question are they two different words yeah, or is one not a word at all i i i think supremacist is a uh is is it's I'm not checking. a word. A I think white that's supremacist. A that's a, that's a good question. I think it's supremacist. Supremacist, supremacist is not a word if it's spelled S U P R E M I S T. Dictionary dot com. Yep. Supremacist. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting because certainly um, they're they're going to use the word, um, but it's a perfectly cromulent word. I use the word. Um, and it describes a particular thing and it describes that particular thing regardless of the political leanings of the person who uses it. Um, and the boogaloo is the, it's basically, it's what we used to call Tio Twicky, the end of the world as we know it. Um, and is that true? I mean, I thought the boogaloo, from yeah. my understanding, is basically the idea of fighting with violence against the government. You know, that it's finally time, right? But the, the end of the world, as we Not, know, is more like a survivalist kind of thing where the S hits the fan and I, there's all well, kinds of things going on. But, but, but it's the same sort of idea. And, you know, the idea of it's... I mean, the the bottom line is sooner or later the government is going to come with violence against us, and and so well they're always coming with violence against us. Well, right. exactly. So it's uh, you know the boogaloo is is so to some extent the onset of self defense. Yes. Well, yeah, the boogaloo seems to be the moment at which the self defense that you describe here is go is writ beyond the individual meaning that you yeah. can see on occasion you know you got the guy with the the tank, tank uh that drove through his town yep, or whatever tank, colorado what was that called uh, uh yeah the uh um not tank man but uh, tank man was in in china uh um, killdozer killdozer that guy and then there was uh, another guy that went in and like shot up a city council there was a guy in you New can Hampshire. say they went boogaloo but yeah, I, but it's not really the boogaloo unless other people follow suit. I don't think. Well, True. that is yeah. the hope of uh, boogalooists all all over the country. I mean, they're hoping that basically what they're hoping is is that people have finally had enough. People will actually do something about a government that's gone 
completely out of control, gone way beyond what we ever looked at government to be or do. And it seems like, you know, left and right, um, even if they disagree on what things the government is doing that are bad, they both seem pretty upset about what the government is doing. So what makes sense to me is since the liberals hate the conservatives and the conservatives hate the liberals, maybe they should just get a divorce, break up the federal government, you know, let each state govern itself however it governs itself. And if you don't like the way your state behaves, move three states west or three states east. If you're a libertarian, move to New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> or try to change it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great. And I the, the best thing to do is to vote with your feet. Move somewhere else. The problem I think a lot of people are feeling is is that there aren't many places left you can move to that are serious about protecting your your rights and your freedom. Yeah. And that's why it's a problem to have a federal government forcing all 50 jurisdictions uh in the United States to be the same. And, you know? And if you read the the Bill of Rights, you read the writings of the founding fathers, this wasn't what they described at all. This mm-hmm. this isn't anything remotely like that. Yeah, each state was supposed to be unique its own country in a lot of ways and that was that was the way that they wanted to accommodate multiple nations within one country now everybody knows that the first amendment congress shall pass no law abridging the freedom of speech and so on and so on there's a first amendment but states and this was recognized when the bill of rights was passed was well you know, if a state wants to abridge free free speech or establish a state religion, well, they're welcome to because that's not how it was phrased in the Constitution. That was purposely yeah, it was all done. Congress shall pass no law. That's correct, and it's a federal law. So you know, and then you have the Supreme Court saying, "Well." Every state must follow exactly um, this. See, that wasn't so much a change made by the by the uh, by the Supreme Court, though. That was made by the Fourteenth Amendment, which in, and and it uh, it came about strangely in that basically the state governments were suppressing. That's a good point. The rights of blacks after the Civil War, um, and so. They amended the U.S. Constitution to say you can't do that. Right. But as soon as they uh, they took to, took upon themselves the authority to say you can't do that, they also made themselves the arbiters of what civil rights were for everybody in every uh, jurisdiction. And that's not how the framers uh, saw it. They they knew words meant something, and when they said to Congress in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, First Amendment, Congress shall pass no law abridging the freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera, they said that. But in the Second Amendment, they say the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, they didn't say Congress. They didn't say anything. They just said they recognized that people have this right. They recognized it, and they didn't. They they said government can't do anything about that because we don't have any right to do that. 
we state government can't do anything against this. That's that's the point. I, I people look at it like government granted us rights or the Second Amendment granted something. They didn't. That yeah. was never done. It's it's not it's not a grant of rights. It's basically it's supposed to be a guarantee by the government that this line they will never cross. Um, and, and, they did. Uh, and they did. Obviously, and they, did. They, they cross it and cross it and cross it. And sooner or later, uh, somebody has to get a face full of hot lead behind that or, or, or having it is pointless. It is. And this is why people in – I don't think it's why people are – Government in Virginia just believes that they can squash everything. They can take away people's rights. It's no big deal. Make sure that anybody who shows up at the state house for this, uh, you know, this or- organized um, protest, uh, nobody's allowed to have guns. Yeah. Well, gonna let me that. point out: there are two hundred civilians for every cop and military in the uh, and soldier in the United States. So we can defeat them if we want to. Remind yourself, we outnumber them. But that's all the time we have for you tonight. But there'll be more tomorrow night, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, here on Free Talk Live. The political world is a maddening cesspool of corruption and lies. Nobody tells the truth. Nobody keeps campaign promises. Nobody obeys the Constitution. Nobody puts the people first. How can we ever escape this web of tyranny? Vote for nobody. Hi, my name is Nobody. I'm running for governor of New Hampshire because nobody knows how to live your life better than you do, and nobody deserves that kind of power. I want to put you back in control of your money, your lifestyle, your work, your body, and your life. Nobody should rule you but you. New Hampshire convicts many people of so-called crimes that should never have been prosecuted. If elected, I will pardon every victimless crime in New Hampshire history. This includes drug, gambling, prostitution, gun, and driving offenses. Nobody should have a criminal record when they have not harmed anybody. Wouldn't it be nice to have nobody telling you what to do? Learn more at electnobody.com. Electnobody.com. 